Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 233. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off Road Andy. Yes, I'm here. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and listen to our sports podcast after this. You're going to enjoy that. All right, Andy, uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover today. I want to kick things right off with, have you been ordering things not via Amazon, but by like real mail, for instance, FedEx or UPS, United States Postal Service, that kind of stuff? No, no, never. Oh. I order things, and some of the stuff I order from does not come from Amazon. Actually, I try to order not from Amazon when I can. They're too big. Uh, it's taken. I, I I ordered one, for instance, from LA is where it came from. It took over seven days to get from LA here. So it's shipped via FedEx, and uh, you can follow the tracking the whole way. They scanned it on a Tuesday and it said delivery Thursday. It's like, okay, that sounds reasonable. And uh, Thursday rolls around. It hasn't been scanned since Tuesday. Friday rolls around. Nothing. Saturday rolls around. Nothing. And at this point, it, just, it changes uh, status to pending. Sunday rolls around and it's it scanned at like three 30 in the morning. And it's uh, in Santa Fe Springs. God damn it. Like, you kidding me? Uh, finally, Monday, it's like, oh, uh, nothing. <laughs> Not scanned again at all. Tuesday rolls around and it's scanned and it's uh, out for delivery. And they do the thing of, you know, we're not going to give this to the post office anymore. We're just going to deliver it ourselves because it's it's taken so long. And uh, it didn't get delivered until 7 p.m. on Tuesday. You know, it's funny, too. So. Finally, I was just like obsessed with this. Like, where the hell is it? Like, I need to know. Like, I didn't even need the stuff that w- it was coming, but I was just mad at this point. Like, why am I responsible to look after this? Like, I, d- I want to get it and forget it. So seven o'clock, I look at it. And it's like, oh, it's delivered. Enjoy. And it says on the delivered to doorstep, I open the front door and there is nothing there. <laughs> Every single instance where they could lose this thing has happened. Finally, like four or five minutes later, I went back and double checked and it was there. So the guy just marked delivered before he got out of the van, probably. But oh, my God. And then another shipment literally like a week later was six days, six or seven days again. And yeah, the delay is real and it's upsetting. Yeah, I don't know anything about that and why that's happening. I don't know. Sure. Post office had problems last year. Abundance of online shopping. I, this was a huge problem at Christmas time, and rightfully so. Everyone's ordering everything for Christmas time, but it turns out no one goes anywhere anymore to buy anything. Our neighbors That's get fine. their groceries yeah. delivered to them. It's like, come on, do you not like to leave your home sometimes? No, who would? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes that stuff just like falls in the bottom of some pile somewhere, and they're like two times in a row, Andy. Hmm, Talking yeah. a week or so apart. Yeah. But FedEx, can't you? You could pay for two day guaranteed shipping. I've used that before. Well, I don't ship things. The shipping, the this is from like a a clothing company. Yeah, uh, is free and it's included with the you know my membership that I have. So 
it, it says on there, you know, for them too, it's like, oh, three to seven days for us to get it to, you know, the carrier. It's like, oh, whatever. They're, they're a big company. And it's like, wow, it takes forever now. It used to be like, oh, I'll get this in three and a half days. Now it's like, oh, maybe March. That's yeah. crazy. Can't help you. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, other news. Andy, are you going to ever get what Samsung phone do you have now? How old is it? I think it's three now or maybe two. I don't know. It was Years the S10. Old? Yeah, S10. Okay. What are your thoughts on the new uh, Galaxy Z Flip 3 that was uh, released uh, or announced about a week ago? It's still like $2,000, isn't it? It is $1,799. They say it's about 80% stronger than uh, the Fold 2. And uh, I mean, it's pretty incredible looking. I I love the direction that this kind of phone is going, where you can fold the phone to become half the size of it for your pocket. That's terrific. However... How many folds? What's the life of it? I, we've gotten into this before, and I don't have all the research on me now, but I think they're obviously continuing with this. So I think the price eventually will go down. Uh, I just I love the idea of like the size of the phone you have, the phone I have, the I have the iPhone 12 Pro Max folding in half to go into my pocket, and then it becomes you know the size of a small pager or something. It's like that's phenomenal. Yeah, I think that is that is the future. But right now, the pricing is just not there yet. But it's just like three years from now. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a, something normal people will be getting. But um, well, you can't I, expect I, Apple to be even looking at releasing anything into the public for the next five years. Really? Do they not have the ability to do that? That's they a, do, but they don't. Re- I mean, remember the first phone? It didn't work, and you know everyone had to you know basically just get delayed on their order because every person who got one, like a tester or a journalist was like uh, broke on Tuesday and I got it on uh, Wednesday of last week. So Apple waits for all of their stuff and most people hate it, but they're not going to release anything until it's, you know, tested and, you know, 10 years of research, you know, congested into or condensed into, you know, three and a half years worth of time. Uh, Samsung, on the other hand, they're a little bit more of like a, a cowboy, just kind of, yeah, let's do it. Let's see if it works. And I respect that. I love that. I think that's a smart thing because I'm sure they don't need to sell a lot of these, but they're selling plenty of them. I've never seen one in person, but I think we will soon. I mean, the third and the third model. Uh, yeah, my, my boss has one of the original ones. Wow. And it's not that not that impressive to me. I mean, you can open it up and it's big, but it's like... It's convenient just having everything just on the face, you know. You could keep you could keep it like that and do work from like the face of it without opening it up. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's not the full thing. So, but I like the and idea of when thick. it's in your pocket. Well, yeah, I want it to be thin, obviously. So it still has a ways to go. But if it could be in your pocket, the same thickness that your phone is now, when it's folded though, would be just yeah amazing. Yeah, at that point. Um, no headphone jack, <laughs> definitely at that point. Do phones still uh, have headphone jacks, period? Uh, my, mine it still does, but that's two wow. years old. I looked it up. Uh, but yeah, the new Samsungs don't. I don't yeah. believe they're... I mean, they you run into SD screen cards. issues at that point because it can't be... Or it's just too thick. Yeah, that's the problem is it gets 
thicker and they don't need then they they have extra room and all that stuff but um yeah i don't know if i'm ever i'm gonna upgrade anytime soon the the new galaxies don't have that great reviews it's not like they're they're not the phones aren't getting better at any sort of good rate anymore you know yeah we're very much plateauing and yeah it's mostly you know oh 30 more minutes of battery life yeah and then also i'm sure like uh soderberg has to be like uh, okay, this is a slightly better camera, so now this is, I have to upgrade. Yeah, yeah, to make my next movie. But well, moving on to a related, uh, we're just going to shift over to Apple now, because uh, this is one of the things that's rumored at this point for their September fourteenth event of uh, you know, just under a month out now. They're not sure if they're going to call it the iPhone thirteen because that's an unlucky number. Uh, but that's the phone that we're going to be coming to. So it might be, you know, 12 uh, S phone, 12 pro max S, whatever they're doing. I also find the older I get, the less I give a shit about this stuff, which is, I guess, good. I don't know, but it's going to be expected to be released in the pro version with a terabyte hard drive. So you can shoot a lot of your movies with that. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be they're going the opposite way, but I guess that sort of memory is getting cheaper and cheaper smaller and smaller too that goes on yeah i'm sure it's just a an sd my phone is 128 gig it's the smallest one they make for the max the pro yeah i have plenty of room yeah it just depends if you want to have your entire music library most people don't but i just have using streaming two playlists going and those are saved but i have verizon so i have signal pretty much all over the place i don't have a, a whole lot of music but yeah so I don't know. I, I like I said. I like the Samsung direction with these folding phones. I think it's neat. Hopefully, it becomes you know more mainstream and easily or uh, easy to access. You know, I don't know what I'm saying anymore for you know cheap people, myself. Uh, yeah. And yeah, look for new watches and all that kind of stuff uh, from Apple in uh, at their September 14th event. All right. Moving along, Andy, tell us about a new Home Alone. Uh, we're getting a Home Alone sequel, which we we talked about that would probably happen at some point. Uh, we had an episode probably like two years ago at this point, but uh, Disney owns Home Alone because they own 20th Century Fox now. So they are going to go ahead and make a new one called uh, Home Sweet Home Alone. And I, when I say they're going to make a new one, they actually have. It's It's done. It is coming out this year in November, uh, and it is taking place in the same universe, I guess. Uh, I don't don't know. Uh, But it's uh, starring Ellie Kemper from uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt in The Office. Um, Also, Keenan of Keenan, of course. Um, Rob Delaney. Um, Some other people, including uh, Devin Rattray. Do you know his? Do you know that actor's name? I do not, and I'm trying to find him on here, and I don't see him. He's been in a few things uh, over the years, including like Nebraska and uh, some other stuff. Uh, but one of his earliest credits uh, was in the movie Home Alone, where he played Buzz McAllister. So there you go. Buzz will will be in this movie. Wow. Uh, I don't know what that means. Will Will Kevin be in the movie? You would you would have to hope so. I mean, is, he's is acting a- again, so. Oh, wait, I see him. Wait, that's... What'd you call his name? Devin Rattray, R-A-T-R-A-Y. 
I don't see that person on here. I do see a person named, uh, or his character name is Santa Claus. Okay. Tells you a little bit about this one. Yeah. Is it a new family? I mean, it's got to be. The, the yeah, kids yeah, grown it's a new up kid with that's, their uh, family or something? No. So I, I wonder how these appearances uh, will, will be. But same thing, uh, you know, kid gets left home alone. Not that not that complicated of a, of a premise. Um, but here's an interesting thing. It is written by uh, Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel of SNL. Uh, Mikey Day is the guy from Orange, went to Alameda High School. Uh, well, so. also more importantly, and maybe you said this and I missed it, Timothy Simons of Veep fame, Jonah Ryan, okay, okay. is in it. I, That's just wonderful. Yeah. He's, he's terrific. And I don't know the last thing I've seen him in where it was, you know, he was in Goosebumps. That was probably the last thing I saw him in, 2015. Okay. <laughs> well, it's got a lot of credits, it looks like, but yeah. All right, he was in three episodes of Rugrats, the new Rugrats. Ah, very nice. All right, and that obviously will be going straight to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that is a Disney Plus original. November 12th. They, they need to, uh, you know, get some good stuff out there. So uh, they're doing a lot of, like, things I thought they might put in theaters, like that. Uh, the Pinocchio and Peter Pan things where it's like those things make tons of money those those shameless remakes but um, they're now going straight to Disney Plus instead hey makes us a winner Andy I guess but anything they make that goes to theaters actually just goes to Disney Plus three months later or didn't I think Black Widow already got put onto Disney Plus for free did it really I don't know like early I guess it's three months later it's only been a month and a half for that movie. They did it earlier than expected, I think. But Are you sure it's on there? I'm going to look right now. I think I saw that. but I, I don't think I would watch it anyway, but... But that might mean Jungle Cruise is coming soon. Yeah, I would watch that. I would definitely watch that for free. Slash, I paid for it. No, it still shows Premiere Access. Okay, well, maybe it's coming soon. October 6th. Okay, then I'm wrong. I don't know. Let's see if it says anything for the Jungle Cruise. The Jungle Cruise, Andy, is November 12th. Okay. It's going to be a good... Isn't that when Home Alone <laughs> comes out? Yeah, there you go. Wow, November 12th is going to be a good day on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, back to back. Go berserk. All right, uh, yep. do you want to tell us about how uh, Venom is going to be waiting a little while? Yeah, I mentioned that last week that people saw they took the release date off the trailer. Uh, they moved the release date to October 15th, so three weeks later... I don't know if that is a COVID thing. People are hoping that's okay. This Delta thing will go down again. Hopefully now, hopefully now we hit the the peak and it'll go down again and people will, uh, maybe they're still working on it, Andy. You don't know. Yeah. People are getting back to getting back. Uh, I don't know. Um, we were, we were almost there, but then everyone was spooked again and the box office results haven't been all that promising lately. So I think maybe, uh, some places are getting spooked here. So Sony decided, well, just give us three more weeks. Maybe it'll, uh, you know, buy us a little more box office. So, mm-hmm. but it's still set to come out. But the the other problem is some of their other movies they haven't made decisions on, um, including the Spider Man that's theirs. Is uh, they still said around Christmas time is that supposed to come out? We haven't even seen a trailer for it. So. That's got to be that's got to be like the month, the movie that makes 
that like keeps them afloat for two years, you know, yeah, it's going to be their big release. So they can't afford to just let that out, go that out there and let COVID kill it. So yeah, it's gotta be a big one. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. Well, we talked, I think about this a week or two ago about Corella, and it looks like they reached an agreement for, uh, Emma Stone and Disney. Corella too. Yeah, Emma Stone was considering suing Disney, uh, same as Scarlett Johansson, for basically the same thing. Of You put this movie out uh, on streaming uh, or on demand, whatever you want to call it, and I'm not getting paid for that. Uh, well, Disney wanted to uh, keep the relationship, and uh, you know, Corella is still alive in that universe, whereas Scarlett Johansson's character was not. So, spoiler. There wasn't, uh, it's not a spoiler. It's the movie's three years old at this point. Um, so they had a better, uh, incentive to actually uh, make good and they reached an agreement with Emma Stone. She's going to get a substantial raise and come back for Cruella too. So, Do we know how much of a raise? Uh, they said she made 8 million for the first one, which is pretty good. They're going and they six- said, they said she'll make eight figures, which I guess could be 10 million and not that much more. But when you say eight figures, I guess you can say in. It's more than ten million, right? Could be ninety. So, yeah, could 99 be ninety-nine million dollars. Yeah, it's worth it for, Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but probably, yeah. Let's say twelve to fifteen or something. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Save the, the legal hassle. I think it's a lot for Disney. I think Disney likes to to think that uh, they don't need stars. You know, they're Disney. Yeah, but they do. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I doubt Ryan Reynolds gets as much, uh, you know, eight figures for uh, Free Guy 2. No, probably not. I don't think Free Guy is as big of a franchise, I guess, as uh, whatever Cruella is. Does that count as a the bigger Disney franchise, I guess? Uh, but Free Guy came out. It got good reviews, and it did better than they thought. And it, so I guess it did well enough that Free Guy 2 is on the way. Ryan Reynolds confirmed that they'll be uh, working on a sequel. I don't know what that means. I think Ryan Reynolds is a is a busy guy. I think he's got to do Deadpool three at some point with with Disney, of course. Now, so he's got twelve upcoming projects. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, uh, De- Detective Pikachu two. I'm back in a Pikachu. Is that going to happen? Is that on 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 the list? I don't know, but he's in production on a movie called Futha Mucka. Yeah, that sounds like Ryan Reynolds. It does. Also a movie called Clue. Are they remaking Clue? They doing Clue again? Based on the Hasbro game. All right. And strangers frantically trying to figure out who is a murderer among them. Just watch that movie again. (laughs) Or watch the Say by the Bell episode. (laughs) Two-part episode. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't... I mean, once this goes to Amazon, it has to go to Amazon, right? It's an Amazon movie or something? Free Guy? Yeah, it looks like an no, Amazon movie to it's me. It's a Disney movie. It's it is. It was, a, it was a Fox movie. So this was made by Fox before the acquisition. So it's a Fox movie. Oh, so therefore, it'll be on Disney Plus. Therefore, it's a Disney movie. Yes. Wow. Well, once it goes there, I'll watch. Well, it. no, because I don't know if it counts as a Disney movie. So it might not go to Disney. It'd go to like Paramount but or some it would, weird no, thing. No, it would go. It would go to Hulu most likely then. Oh well, then I'm, we're, we're all set there too. It's all it's also confusing because uh, these studios have most of them do have a streaming service affiliated with them. There's some that don't, and I guess that Fox is kind of a gray area. I don't know if they've made a deal 
before that happened. Like, well, Fox movies go here. But I don't know. Like, uh, uh, Nomadland, remember that came that came to uh, Hulu really quick. And I was like, oh, it's a big get. And I, that's because that was a Fox movie. So they already owned it. Okay. Fair enough. So, well, yeah, I'll watch it when it's on Hulu. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when, like, that Predator movie we talked about before, they're making another Predator. That's a Fox property. Yeah. So that's not going to Disney Plus, I'll tell you that. But Okay. All right. Well, uh, they keep adding to Wes Anderson's uh, cast. Yeah. So Wes Anderson's n- next movie, The French Dispatch, still not out yet, but we already know so much about his movie after that. So uh, we'll have to wait till October to see The French Dispatch. But his next project already has Tilda Swinton, Bill Murray, Adrian Brody, Tom Hanks, and Jason Schwartzman. Those had already been announced. So just kind of most of his regulars, except for Tom Hanks, that came out of nowhere. That's, that's yeah, crazy. you gotta love that. Uh, but now added three uh, more new people. Uh, Rupert Friend is the the smallest of the names here, but I, I've liked what I've seen of him. He was in Homeland. Oh, he was, he's wonderful in Homeland. Yeah. Uh, but then the, the two big names here, uh, Margot Robbie and Scarlett Johansson. How is his name cast. Rupert? You know, it's England. <laughs> <laughs> Well, neat. Yeah. So, Margot Robbie and Scarlett Johansson, uh, a bit bigger names than him, but uh, yeah, just a tad. <laughs> that's that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of superhero, I guess, to add to it as well. Yeah, they're, they're halfway to an off. Avenger movie, right here. Yeah, and, and Bill Murray is the real life superhero. Yeah, and a Ghostbuster that mm-hmm. counts. Does it all? Um, has Adrian Brody ever been in a superhero movie? Uh, it seems like there should have been like a terrible one, like a daredevil or something, right? I don't think so. I think he's too much of an actor for that. But like that one period of time when he was like going to be kind of like super mainstream, like there should have been a bad superhero movie that he was in. I'm going to look it up. He played Salvador Dali. <laughs> Angels in the Outfield, that counts as a superhero movie. <laughs> uh, uh, well, he's Kong. in King Kong. That's, yeah. It wasn't superhero. That's like the is. closest I think you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Wow. I mean, he's in a movie called The Affair of the Necklace. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. He had, I'm sure Marvel has offered him at some point, like, hey, you'll be the bad guy in this movie. And he's like, fuck off. I'm too cool. You know, I recently added to my list uh, on Hulu of things to watch, The Thin Red Line. Never seen it. Terrific cast. Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. You just have to watch it over two days. <laughs> yeah, it's two and hours, 50 minutes. <laughs> it's a very long movie. Uh. But yeah, I mean, I, I, Wes Anderson movies are very fun. They're so involved and I don't know. It's like an A plus in a school project kind of a thing. Like the set design, yeah. those people probably win awards every single time. And they're just fun. The little the little things they do is it's it's part of the flair. And it, it kind of seems like a, a it's like a cheat code for him for these casts. I'm sure these people are like, no, we want to work for you like. Yeah, they don't have to do this bullshit of like, all right, Emma Stone, we'll pay you yeah. eight figures. I don't think anyone's getting eight figures here. The Wes Anderson cast. Um, it's like we want to do this. So my guess is they each get like three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like uh, Jonah Hill when he he's like, I'll take the minimum. What's the minimum? Yeah, what's the league minimum for, for uh, the Scorsese movie? Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be a fun uh, movie. Uh, a year apart, two movies, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Hotel Transylvania, Andy. 
the fourth installment. <laughs> yeah. Did you know there was four of them? I did. There's already been three of them. Have you seen any of these before? I have not. So I've seen the first one. Uh, so what's interesting about them is they're basically it's just grown-ups. It is the cast of grown-ups. So it's Sandler and Kevin James and David Spade and Bushimi, and it's like uh, the first couple were written by uh, Robert Smigel and Adam Sandler. So it's like they made it. Um, I did not know they kept making them, but now they've got Hotel Transylvania Four, which was supposed to come out in the theaters by the end of the year, and now Sony has decided, uh, all right, they just sold it off to Amazon because they don't know what what to do and. Uh, like I was saying, like most of these places, most of these big studios have a streaming service. Sony doesn't. They, they're they just total free agents at this point, so they can sell to whoever they want. Um, but a weird thing, Hotel Transylvania 4, no Adam Sandler, no Kevin James this time. Like, Is CeeLo bring- Green in it? Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he was a <laughs> big character in any of them before. He's in the first one. I see yeah. that. Yeah. He plays uh, Murray. <laughs> okay. He is just an unfortunate looking person. It was a different time back then. That movie came out 10 years ago. So CeeLo Green was much more relevant. Uh, did CeeLo Green get canceled and then he like beat a woman or something? I don't know. I, f- I feel like a woman probably beat him. <laughs> Could be. So unfortunate looking. Uh, but anyways, Hotel Transylvania 4 does not even have Sandler or Kevin James. So what does that say when like those guys are like, I don't think so. Yeah, that's pretty weird. <laughs> and it's like you developed the franchise, Sandler. Well, Sandler you... has Hubie Halloween under his belt now. Yeah. Remember, he's a big star now. Yeah, he's he's a Netflix man, so he can't be part of this Sony slash Amazon stuff. I'm sure my nephew will watch this in his movie theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the first one is enjoyable. It's like, hey, oh yeah, it's all the are they all, all the Sandler Halloween guys. movies? They're all spooky characters and stuff. He's Dracula and like. Mm. There's Wolfmans and stuff and mummies. I think David Spade the mummy. One of them, they go on a cruise, right? I remember a trailer. That sounds right. I mean, I said I only saw the first one, which was literally in Transylvania, and it's like uh, Andy Samberg's like a normal human boy. And yeah, summer vacation. This is a third yeah. one. Yeah, it just that's that's the way things go. It's you know, a cruise like, for sea loving monsters. Uh, but yeah, the main point of this is that it's not a great sign that. A company is just like, ah, oh, we don't fucking know. It's probably better to just take a, a payout now. Yeah. So who knows? This might have been in, made like in 2017. Yeah. I It'll mean, as like, long as they have like a catchy couple of dumb songs, kids are going to love it. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, you think they've already made three of them that kids must like it. I'm sure they're not like, oh, it's cool. They got the 90s SNL cast back together. No. Every uh, day that I go over to my sister's house, my nephew is watching. Uh, Minions, like Despicable Me, one of the movies. I don't know how many or which one it is, but every single time, like Clockwork, or there's another one, but I'm blanking on it, but something along those lines. So, yeah. Do you you remember uh, we did like 2020 predictions like way back when? Yeah. And I looked at like, oh, here's the movies coming out in 2020. Like what's going to be the biggest movie? And like I just said, I said Minions Two will be make the most money. Um, well, I was wrong because uh, Bad Boys Four, whatever, yeah, <laughs> actually was dominated. Uh, Mi- Minions Two is supposed to be, is probably expected to make so much goddamn money that they don't, they're like 
we're waiting for five years until COVID is over before we put it in the theaters. We cannot oh, still, blow this. Uh, that movie's still not out? It's still not scheduled. They're like, we could not blow this. This is Minions 2. This is going to be the greatest cinematic achievement ever. So yeah, it's slated we, for July 1st of next year. Yeah, they're like, we're not blowing this. We're not doing wow, Fast well, and Furious. It has Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm sure that's the reason. So like, no duh. Not. Yeah, of course. And his <laughs> name life. is Jean Claude. <laughs> oh, they're even referencing that well, is oh. C L A W E D. So maybe he has claws yeah. or something. I mean, that's how that's how you get it. Is you got to put in throw in a couple references for the parents. Yeah, yeah, to keep them from killing themselves. It has Dolph Lundgren, Danny oh Trejo. God. What? How do you have Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren? Riza, right. Russell Brand, Alan Arkin. See, these minions, these minions people know they know what they're doing. Yeah, they're geniuses. They're French, I believe. Yeah, that's just funny. They're entertaining to watch. I, I always laugh when I go in there and they're all watching it. They're like little like factory people or something with their like, minions. Glasses. No, other way, no other way to describe them. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Andy, I, I trust you to watch uh, Hotel Transylvania Four and report back to us. Uh, yeah, it if I, I'm a subscriber, I'm a yeah. I'm a Bezos man, so yeah, we'll have to watch it. I, I think right. David Spade's still in it, so yeah, he is. Got to support support him. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash that you know you need. Your current dog leash, your dog peed on it. Face facts, it's disgusting. Get a new one. This is the dog leash you've been waiting for. And for the Tony's Take listeners, that's you. If you plug in promo code Tony at checkout, that is T-O-N-Y, you're going to get 65% off the dog leash you've been waiting for. So head to thecliplessleash.com and pick up one of these things, and you're going to love it. And your dog will thank you because you'll want to go on walks with him. And that's what you both need. Head to thecliplessleash.com, plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. All right, Andy, how many things do you have? Eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got three. Okay. Let me talk about these TV shows that I watched. All right. Then we'll we'll, we'll get into something for you. Uh, just Just catching up on things I've already talked about. A couple of shows that I watched finished their, finish their seasons. So Dave, I've talked about it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Didn't like how it started. It uh, got better as it went on and then uh, ended ended pretty well. It was a a season that had an arc, which is uh, something Seems you like can't... like it ended fast. It did. It's 10 weeks. Just that's, talking yeah, about that, I thought. That's, that's how it works. Uh, hmm. uh, it was, yeah, I, I wonder if this was, if they released like two episodes a week over five weeks, if I would have liked it more because you got... You got the arc quicker rather than having to wait over time, but uh, it was good. Good bit of writing over this season. Uh, I don't know how much credit Little Dicky slash Dave deserves for it because there's other people that have made good stuff that work on this show as well, and uh, I am not interested in his music in any way. <laughs> yeah, um, but the show is good, and this was a good back half of the season exploring the character and everything. And it's, I guess it's, there's some, uh, bravery, I guess, is to make it, have a show that's like, you're the main character and make you be an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a Larry David situation, except that like, we all like Larry David still. It's kind of like, Oh, he put some of these, he's usually dealing with people that suck worse than him, you know? Yeah. 
Whereas it say in this season, uh, Dave kind of sucks for most of it, and you don't like him. Uh, then also I finished finished out the White Lotus that finished it, its season here. Uh, I don't know if the, the the finale was everything I wanted, but it's still pretty good, and I'm glad that that show existed. That was a a fun little I guess time capsule here, knowing that that was like a a COVID thing that it's like, hey, we got this empty resort, we can make a show here. Because no one's coming to a resort in October. And yeah, pretty smart. Yeah, it worked out well. Be a fun enjoy, one to work on. I enjoyed too. it. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll come any time. We'll we'll see their name there, which will be another, which will be a year from now because they were just at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, twelve months from now we'll be talking. Oh, uh, this person's got uh, nominations for a limited series and. Uh, then the other TV thing I watched this week, uh, Marvel's What If series on Disney Plus. I wanted to check this out because it seems like a, a strange idea, but Disney's smart. They want to have Marvel programming coming out like perpetually. So they have this cartoon series called What If, which is uh, one-off episodes where like something different happens and it leads down to a different story, but like still sets like in the stuff you know. So. Uh, and th- this first episode I watched was about basically redoing the original Captain America movie where Steve Rogers uh, can't take the serum and instead uh, Peggy Carter, the like the female agent he works with, has to take it. So she becomes a superhero um, and like how that happens. So she has to fight the Nazis and all that stuff. And it uh, wasn't bad. I, I want to see where they go with some of these other ones, but it was very much just kind of retelling the story of the first movie, but just with her instead of Steve Rogers. Um, hmm. Funny enough, a lot of, they got a lot of the people back, um, like the actors, uh, not Chris Evans, but you don't really tell Like the voice actor did. It does a good job. Uh, but I do believe that this is going to be the last performance ever of Chadwick Boseman that he did record uh. Uh, his episode before he passed. So um, interested when that comes out, what that's going to be. Something with, what if Black Panther does this? Because that's the premise. So, interesting. Yeah. Those are your shows. Yeah. So, what did you watch? All right. Well, the first one is kind of a show. It's a uh, part the episode one, I guess, of the Untold series on Netflix. I I spoke about I don't know two or three weeks ago. Whenever I first heard about it, this one, of course, is uh, Malice in the Palace. Andy, you uh, recall. The uh, Novo- night of like November 19th, 2004, when uh, course, the yeah. uh, epic brawl broke out. Well, yeah, this one you uh, visit with uh, Stephen Jackson and uh, Jermaine, Jermaine O'Neal and Ron Artest. And, you know, it's uh, even the people that were involved in the fight, like one of the little fat Italian guys from Detroit. And like, it's crazy. I mean, that game, obviously, I guess it was probably on national TV. I wasn't oh, it, watching it. Was. It was. I do night. remember it live because those but, two teams were the best in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and, the, yeah. and they go back into the Eastern Conference Finals the year prior. And, uh, you oh, know, Tayshon show all Prince the, uh, blocking Reggie Miller. Exactly. Show all yeah. the, the bad juju going on there and how it was just kind of a boiling pot just waiting to erupt. And, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, 
crazy to see. And then they show, you know, this, you know, the media is just terrible at all things. Like it just shows like every person's just these thugs don't know how to behave themselves. This and that. And it's like, oh, boy. Yeah. Was it that or was it that a guy threw a soda? Perfect throw, by the way. Like that landed <laughs> square on his sternum. Like that guy probably can kill it at the beanbag toss. Um, but I mean, it was, I don't know. Just crazy to even watch that again. I mean, I haven't seen it since really, probably. So that one's fun. I think it's about an hour, and that's on Netflix. Untold Malice in the Palace. Is, it, uh, is that all sports stuff? As far as I know, yes. I, I remember there was one in this new season about Bruce Jenner and then one about some female boxer who, like, her husband was her coach, trainer, and he was going to kill her or something. Um, I didn't see those. I think these are weekly things. I think Netflix does that sometimes now. Um, but this one at least is out. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it is uh, weekly. So next one is Untold Deal with the Devil. What is that about? Whoa. I don't know. I can't tell. Some, oh, about a boxer. No. Yeah, see, I don't... The, the, the name should be better. They should tell you what they're about. <laughs> She's but. the lady, I think, whose husband was medieval on her. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah, I won't watch that one. That one's an hour 17. Malice in the Palace was an hour 9. Yeah. But like I said, if you like basketball and you like history of basketball check that one out it's it's fun i got two more andy movies uh new how many do you have left five you want to do a couple yeah sure so uh, all of these are on the list of what's leaving at the end of the month okay because that's how i decide to watch movies now but uh <laughs> so it's like things i just haven't seen so most of these are from the 90s Very uh, first nice. one first Single one uh, man so, uh, people, the People versus Larry Flint, which is not okay. a movie I really even knew what it was, or like, it's like, do I know this existed? Um, it's Woody Harrelson as uh, Larry Flint, the uh, the founder of Hustler Magazine, uh, and it's it's a biopic of his story and how he went all the way to the Supreme Court for fighting for the the rights to uh, put shitty stuff in magazines. Uh, it's a really good movie and. I think it was a good movie at the time, but it's not something that I would have watched when I was eight years old. <laughs> yeah. It's also, it's a uh, Courtney love is, is like the co-star here and she does drugs in it. And it's like, that's kind of, it's probably real. To see. Yeah. Well, it's very jarring to see. Cause this is only would have been filmed only a couple of years after Kurt Cobain died. So um, I'd say she wasn't that sensitive about that subject mm-hmm. uh, and a bunch of other like people in it. Uh, young Edward Dorn, one of his early roles. Whoa. Uh, Crispin Glover. It's like, hey, that's Crispin Glover. Cool. Scary. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good movie about a subject I had no idea. Like, I'd heard of Larry Flint. I knew he ran for governor during the, like, Schwarzenegger thing. Yeah. The recall. Um, but I didn't know he was paralyzed. <laughs> that, well, wasn't he paralyzed from an assassination attempt? Yes. And yeah. I did not know that whole story. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Interesting story about this guy. Um, He's since passed, I believe. I think he just did earlier this year. Yeah. So that's on HBO Max. For now. Leaving at the end of the it's month. Leaving at the end of the month. Yeah. There you go. So you got uh, some then another one, uh Black years. Black Hawk Down, which I own the 4K for. So I was like, oh, I'll just watch that. Um, I saw it on the list of leaving. Ah. Uh, that's an interesting movie to watch this week. Uh yeah. I did not, I did not do that on purpose. 
Well, kind uh, of, I guess. It's yeah, but it's still about the American military in a Muslim majority country and failing and having to flee <laughs> because of yeah. their failures. So uh, did not plan that at all. It was just like, oh yeah, I I How bought this 4K. Play? I bought this 4K Blu-ray uh, a couple months ago, and I'll put it in. And it's I think you bought it right because I had I bought it because you watched it. Yeah, yeah. it was very was good. Like, yeah, I I don't think I've seen it since I first rented it from Blockbuster way in the day. Um, the thing about this movie is that the cast is is insane. Top amount, notch. That Josh Harnett's the top build guy and is like the least successful person. Like like Jamie Lannister's in there for like a minute as a sniper. Yeah, uh, and then like Tom Hardy pops up. And like oh. He'll probably have that one line that'll be gone. And they're like, no, he has a pretty substantial role, but didn't become famous for another decade. Yeah. So that's kinda, wasn't ready. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Yeah. And Ewan McGregor is a pretty big role. Uh, also funny to think how many non-Americans were in this movie about American military people. I mean, like that's Jason Isaacs. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Jason Isaacs and Ewan McGregor and Eric Bana. It's like none of these people are Americans. <laughs> God damn it. That's why Josh Harnett was number one build because he was a true American patriot. Exactly. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, very timely about the problem is not that we couldn't, we can't defeat these countries in battle. It's, it's like, what are you going to do? Blow up their towns? Like you can't. So they're already are, blown up and they're just yeah. living among it. Like, what are you going to do? You probably improve the place. So they had to do this, this operation that failed spectacularly and, and a number of Americans died in it. So. Uh, but yeah, just super well made. Like even for the time, just like it's like, oh, this must have cost a lot of money to make. So yeah, that one's that one's very good. Mm-hmm. All right, what else do you got? I watched from 2021 on Netflix original Stowaway, starring uh, Anna Kendrick, uh, Daniel Day Kim, and Tony Collette, and then. Uh, I don't know if he's in stuff. Shamir John or Anderson. Are, have you seen this? Are you familiar with this one, Andy? I had no, no idea what this There's was. There's so, so much stuff that comes out. It's hard to keep track of. This is about a, uh, a mission to uh, Mars. A three person crew goes and uh, while they're on their way, you know, they're in this little space station deal and it's going to be, you know, a two year mission, I think, just to get to Mars. There's a stowaway. I don't want to give a whole lot away, but I don't think it's that much of a mystery. It, it's, an engineer who was working on the ship like injured, got injured while he was working and then was like inside of a panel. And so no one saw him and they have to realize, you know, this whole ship is built for three people. Yeah. Food, everything. And then the other complications arise, obviously, but they quickly realize like we, we can't, we don't know what to do. We have, and so it becomes a, you know, how are we going to survive? What do we have to do to survive this mission? And uh, it's not the best movie, but it, I feel like all space movies are kind of like this, where they're they're slow, they're technical, and uh, they're just kind of like one or two levels of emotion that are being drawn. But it's watchable. It's entertaining. I, I like any kind of space thing. I, I think it's it's entertaining, and I love the idea of what the hell's out there. You know, like the ocean is deep, and we don't know what the hell's out there. Space doesn't end, and we have not even a clue what's out there. Yeah, uh, Elon Musk some, doesn't even know yet. Yeah, there's some like points of view, you know, because they obviously have to go outside of the spaceship, and things happen, and it's like holy crap. Uh, 
so from from that perspective, it was entertaining, but not my favorite movie. Definitely not something you'd watch twice. That okay. one is also <laughs> a little lengthy. I believe it was uh, an hour fifty six. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, but decent enough. What else you got, Andy? Uh, I watched uh, a, some Elmore Leonard adaptations. So he's a author who's made a bunch of stuff that's been turned into movies. So uh, I watched a few of these. Uh, the first one, uh, Jackie Brown. So I had never seen Jackie Brown. It's Tarantino. a Tarantino movie. Yeah. The only Tarantino movie I've never seen. Uh, I don't know why. Just the same as People vs. Larry Flint. I was not watching Jackie Brown when I was eight years old. You know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I I remember I think the first time I even knew what who Tarantino was uh, they put Reservoir Dogs out on DVD I don't know if you remember this but this was like a huge deal like they had commercials for it and they had like posters at, at Blockbuster I'm like what is this like why is this a big deal for some old movie um, I just remember Ma- uh, Mad TV making fun of it yeah I think so, that's where I first saw like anything of or no 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 that was Pulp Fiction yeah Pulp Fiction was a bigger deal but yeah. um but yeah, I just never got ever got around to watching Jackie Brown. It's been I think it's been on streaming services before, but yeah, I've uh, watched it years ago. It was I saw it was on the list of oh, it's leaving. I should watch it. Uh, you know, really good cast with uh, Sam Jackson and De Niro. I think it's, it's got to be the only time De Niro worked with him, right? Uh, and Michael Keaton's in it for a little bit. Um, Chris Tucker has a small appearance, uh, but it's a. Uh, it was almost like a Coen Brothers movie, but I guess that's what Elmer and Leonard does as well. Kind of small, not not small town because it's not a small town, but like small time crime, just kind of normal people that aren't the brightest people kind of then they make mistakes. I, I, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, and But I'd say it's very different from a lot of the Tarantino stuff. And it's uh, because it's the only movie he's never he didn't write or I, I guess he still wrote the screenplay, but he adapted it, you know, from a yeah. from a novel. That's the only time he isn't. It's not his original idea, so it's different for him. Uh, I did like that it took place in like one region of LA, like the area around LAX, and like it was like oh Hermosa Beach and Carson. That's like as far as they went, which is I don't know, fifteen mile radius or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of neat, but you know Tarantino's from here; he knows the geography well. Um, and then yeah, the the, the big performance was Robert Forster, who was uh, nominated for an Academy Award for this. This is kind of his, his biggest role. He's been in a lot of things. You've, you've seen him before, but he's great in this movie. And it just that's that's what makes this movie special is just kind of the what Tarantino does so well is just dialogue. People talking to each other. He makes that just as riveting as the, the gunfight gunfights a lot of times. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't say it's in the top half of Tarantino movies. It's no. It's good, but for him, I would say it's not one of his best. It was never a movie I wanted to watch again. Yeah. Also, very weird De Niro performance. Uh, it's it's not that long after Goodfellas, and I was thinking about that, where in Goodfellas, if you remember, uh, Sam Jackson's in there as a very, very small minor role. It's just kind of like a grunt in the, in the, the gang. And mm-hmm. now in this movie, he's De Niro's superior, and it's like, oh. That's how it works, I guess. Pretty good. Um, but yeah, he's De Niro plays like a guy just out of jail. He's just kind of a loser, just kind of former criminal who's friends with the main guy. And just like a very weird rule. Not there's no like uh, none of that classic De Niro, just like confidence. Yeah. He should probably work with Tarantino again, though. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, if Tarantino ever does work again, oh, he'll work again. Still, I don't think I still don't think he's confirmed if he will make another one. So he's making a play. Yeah. <laughs> How many others you got? Uh, just two. I have one. Okay. Do you want me to do my two because they're connected? Sure. So uh, I watched the other two. I watched are also Elmore Leonard novels. They're both also leaving HBO. So I was like, hey, why don't I just watch them all? Uh, Get Shorty from 1995 with very fun uh, with John Travolta there. So that's this is almost like a Tarantino movie movie that he never made with the Travolta there, and it takes place in in LA and in Hollywood and everything. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a funny story, and it still works today. But I also watched Be Cool, the sequel that came out ten years later. Not as good, but still fun. Not enough. as good. Has some f- funny moments, but it is a very dated movie. Yes. Is, yeah. There's a lot of things so, you couldn't do anymore. It is so 2005. Yeah. There is so many jokes about. Uh, so the Rock is a gay guy, and this is before the Rock was like it was one of his first movies. So he wasn't. He has hair in this movie too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just like a lot of that, a lot of. Vince Vaughn plays a guy who's like, oh, he's pretending to be black. And remember how that was like the funniest thing in the world? Yeah. Um, with like uh, Malibu's Most Wanted. That was like such an easy joke of like, oh, the white guy who's saying the black people slang and it's hilarious. And now it's like at this point, like that's not even a thing anymore because so many people do just have adopted that over the years. It's not even like a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like it's it's a almost like cringe worthy character uh, for Vince Vaughn there. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, just it seems it's so 2005 with and there's like, oh, the the gangster rappers and they're coming and they're wearing their uh, basketball jerseys and the dub MDs. The, yeah, they're I do are, like when uh, uh, Chili Palmer is like, you know, uh, very uh, non eco friendly with your uh, Hummer there. Uh, yeah. wh- how many miles of the gown do you get there? Twelve? Uh, Nine. <laughs> yeah. And. <laughs> So the other part that makes it kind of dated is that so the the premise is the music industry thing. They're trying to make this girl's career. The girl who plays it, Christina Million, she was a pop singer from that era, did not make it. Like she is not like relevant anymore at all. But that character that you just said, well, that was Andre 3000 who still acts today. And that was yeah. like one of his first acting roles. And it's like there's always people who want to like get into acting, but then they never do and then you go watch those movies and it's kind of like oh that's embarrassing but then you yeah, had he, one of the <laughs> most successful the ones. role of dabu yeah it was so great and then he goes to be uh you know coffee black of course yeah i love the scene also where they're all in the his uh house and they're listening to uh dylan i love that scene because they're like this song was written for uh uh billy the kid or whatever you know uh movie and uh dabu has like a cup of tea or something he's like, yeah he's drinking it out of the little he's like that's not gangster well like he 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 accidentally shot his gun yeah. and he's like don't even give me a gun like yeah. you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna shoot <laughs> so yeah th- those are that was funny the standouts of this movie i would say were him and the rock who were just starting their acting careers and they were both very funny and like well, it's uh, too bad they couldn't get gene hackman still yeah i think hackman had retired and then i think uh let's just pretend john travolta retired too yeah, because uh, I don't think Travolta made anything good since oh, he right? made Gotti. Andy, come on, <laughs> the classic zero percenter. But, yeah, I mean the first one especially is is more fun just because you have Devito and Gene mm-hmm. Hackman in there. You have Dennis Farina who's just wonderful. Yeah, 
And you have James Gandolfini. Yeah, that's true as well. Delroy Lindo, who's yeah. always good and stuff. That was yeah, that's a really good cast. And I said a, re- a relevant movie because it's it's making fun of I guess Hollywood stuff that still exists. Whereas uh, Be Cool is making fun of the music industry, which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's like what are they talking about CDs? Like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> like going to concerts? It's, none of this exists anymore. This is irrelevant. Yep. Um. Yeah. What was the last thing I was gonna say? Oh yeah, also hilarious. You know, The Rock now can't lose a fight in his movies. That's part of his contracts, and that's why him and Vin Diesel couldn't continue to work together. Oh, or both of them have in their contracts. They both have they in their contracts. Yeah. So in this movie, John Travolta beats up The Rock, and it's like that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, also, I mean, he's giant in this, but he's not giant to the level he is now. Yeah, he's not like runs to the huge, wall. But huge, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't have the, you know, he doesn't travel with the whole gym back in 2005 like he does now. Yeah. You think The Rock like beats up a hippo in, in Jungle Cruise? Oh, he's got to punch yeah. a hippo for sure. Yeah. Well, and no, it'll on, be on... funny and the thing will be like, what happened? You know, kind of like when uh, Arnold hits the reindeer and jingle all the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, are you ready for mine? Yes. I watched another technically Netflix original uh, entitled Beckett, which Mm. recently was released. This is John David Washington uh, running through uh, the mean streets of Greece. And uh, this actually was a movie that was going to be released theatrically, but uh, Netflix bought it. And it was also supposed to be called uh, Born to be Murdered. Very dark. Really? Yeah, that's what the trivia says on here on uh, on IMDb. I mean, yeah, when I looked at it, it's like, oh, it's like Jason Bourne, which is like, they probably shouldn't invite that comparison. Might have yeah. got sued. Yeah. So it's fun. Uh, this guy just gets the shit beat out of one specific arm. Uh, other things happen to him, too, but like he gets shot in this arm. This arm breaks. He gets stabbed in the cast. Like the doctor's like, uh, we have to cut this thing off. Like, there's gangrene growing and mold on your arm. Like we have no choice. Uh, he also pulls a Batman, which I I I, ha- I wrote down this because I didn't want to forget Batman, the Dark Knight, I believe the second one. When he jumps from the parking structure and lands on the car, mm-hmm. Beckett does that. Now I don't want to give spoilers away, but this isn't that much of a spoiler. But instead of jumping and landing on his feet, he like belly flops from the third or the fourth level. Onto a BMW sedan. And I'm, th- I'm sitting there like, oh, I feel like he'd really get, like, he might die. Also, how do you time that? Like, he couldn't see the car. It was under the structure coming out of the main en- entrance and exit. And he kind of just leap of faith going off of the sound of the car. Like, ah, I don't know. Uh, but other than that, like, it's kind of just one shitty thing happens to him after another. Um, and I guess the moral of the story that they want you to walk away from uh, is don't drive while you're tired. That'll solve mm. all of this guy's problems. Uh, also, don't be afraid of loud noises and a crowd. Uh, again, I don't want to give too much away. It's it's fun. I love watching movies that kind of take you on a road trip through foreign territory. If this movie took place in Inglewood, I would not want to have watched it like I wanted to watch it because it was in Greece. Um that also adds to the flair of it. Like he can't speak to half of these people. Cause I mean, other than Tony, who the hell do you know? Who's Greek 
And who do you know who speaks Greek? Yeah, no that's the saying is people what don't even. What the hell is that even? What does it sound like? So, I mean, any any American especially could put themselves in their, that shoe real fast and be like, yeah, I don't understand. I don't know how to do anything here. Uh, and so he has a lot of different factors working against him as he's trying to navigate um, to safety and freedom, I suppose. Um, Is there any Greek mythology in it, if it's in Greece? No, they no do Zeus. go to some ruins right off the bat. And I was very disappointed that I love in a movie when they do the thing of like, oh, he brushed up on this and he's showing off to his girlfriend. But in reality, they're just telling the audience what this place is like. Oh, this is where, you know, uh, they used to sacrifice, uh, you know, animals to the gods uh, in, you know, um, Sardonia or something. It's like, no, they were just walking around on a hill and don't say anything about where they are. Yeah, Uh, that was a missed mark. But I also think that's something I would have just done and not necessarily everyone would want that. But totally worth watching. This one's also about an hour 50. Um, It's good. John David Washington. Look out Denzel. Yeah, I think they're, they're on different uh, career tracks at this point, right? <laughs> Probably. They'll make the Equalizer 3 I was just going to say, he's going to be the new Equalizer. <laughs> a prequel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, anything else to add before we conclude? Another hour of pod here. Uh, not yet. So let's, let's get in under an hour. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 233 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road, Who Am I, and Grease Andy. Yes, thank you. We'll see you later.